Yeah. Okay, today's daf is daf gimel. We are two lines from the bottom of Beis and Beis. Amalir of Masna Leabaya. The Gemara had said, the Mishnah had said, Shtayim Shein Arba Bifnim and Shtayim Shein Arba Bachutz, which comes out that there are really eight cases of Isser. But if you really do the math, it should be twelve. Because every variation is possible, meaning you really have four akirot possible for the balhabayit and four hanachas for the poor person, right? Because you have the akira from inside to outside, akira from outside to inside, both for both people, and that basically should equal uh, twelve altogether. And there, there should be eight additional cases. There are twelve cases. Says the Marvel Really, according to that logic, there should be sixteen, because basically there were eight additional cases. I'm sorry, four more cases where we said Shnehem Peturin, meaning where nobody did anything, right? So Amalem, or I should say that on the other end, the person didn't do anything. Amalei Halakasha. That's not a question. In the cases in the ratio where we said the Baal Habayis was Pater, there it meant Pater Mutter. Therefore, we're not going to include that in the case. Lokatani, El Abava Deseifam. Right? We only learn the Bava Deseifas, which are Pater Aval Aser. It's like a Bava Deresha, Pater Mutter, Lokatani. El Abava Deseifas, the Pater Aval Aser. So this is a very important theme throughout the Masech, that generally speaking, when we say Pater, it does not mean Mutar. It means Pater Aval Aser, Medarbanan. However, there's an exception. The beginning of our Mishnah, it's pshita, it's obvious that those patras are not patra velasa, patra mutter, right? Because they were, stand, they were statues, they just received it, and nothing happened. So it's going to be mutter lechatkila to receive. Well, Tosas talks about why is that permitted? It should be lifnei iver. Right? By receiving the item, they are causing the other person to be chote. Fine, so that's, uh, that's what Tosas discusses. So Tosas says it could be the other person was a Gentile. We're just right. what a postman exactly. Alabava to save us the pater velasakas. In fact, the Gemara Miika Bekuli Shabbos pater mutter. Can we assume that the cases where you're just standing there are pater mutter? Rabbi Shmuel, but Shmuel said a kapa toward the Shabbos or pater velasak. Rabbi the pater mutter. That every time the Mishnah says pater means pater velasak, except for three, three cases. Which we will not go through now, but the three cases are tzedas, tzviv, and tzedas, nachash, right, trapping either a deer or a snake, umapis morsa, some sort of, you know, a, a bursting of a, uh, some sort of wart or pimple. So only those three cases where the mission says pater means pater umutter, but every other case we have to assume means pater velasa. So how can you say that in our Mishnah it means pater u avamutter? Says the Marquis, the Shmo Peture, the Ka'avid Maisei. When does when does not ski it's directly the shmuel? When do you need shmuel's case? In other words, shmuel's chedesh that pater means pater also the kavod ma'isa, where you're doing some sort of action. Petur de like kavod ma'isa, but let's say you're not doing any sort of action. You're just standing there as a statue. Then of course it's pashut ikatuva. There are many cases will be pater umutter. And if you're not doing anything, you're just receiving the item while standing outside or receiving the item while standing inside. It's pshita. It's obvious that it means pater umutter. The only in Ikatuva, there are many cases where Pater means Mutter. Like the cases of our Mishnah and perhaps other cases in Masechta. The only time Shmuel's rule applies is when you are doing some sort of Maisa. Okay? 
continues the Gemara. Fine. So that because we covered the sixteenth, right? There are still twelve cases. You're going to come to Chiyuv Chatos. Oh, so sorry. Tartitzvenavi, comma, answers the Gemara. Peturi dasibol de Chiyuv Chatos, kachashen. Deliasibol de Chiyuv Chatos, like kachashen. Says the Gemara that the only cases we learned, the only time we said Shtaim Shen Arba, are cases which could have led to a Chiyuv Chatos. The cases which could not have led to Chiyuv Chatos were going to be, were not going to be mentioned. Now, the way Rashi explains this is that we don't mean to say that if you just do the Hanacha, you will be Pater. So for example, let's say the usher picks up the item in his house. The Ani reaches in and takes it, right? So in that case, he only did the Hanacha, right? He, he didn't do the Akira, the usher who picked it up in the house. We consider as if he did the Akira. And the poor person reaches his hand in and um, into the house and takes it out. He did the Hanacha. That case is Asa However, it's not included in the count of the Mishnah. Why not? Because when the poor person did the Hanacha, that cannot have led it to an Isidoraita because the first part of the action was already done. The only cases we mentioned were cases where the person did the Akira. So then he does the Akira. It could have led to an Hanacha had he completed his action. And since he did not, uh, but so since it could have led to a complete Chiyel Chatas, that's the cases that we mentioned. Meaning we want it to, to be similar to the Shtayim. Meaning Shtayim is a case of Chiyel Chatas. Shein Arban, there's two more cases which are not only Asmidarbanan, but could have led to a Chiyel Chatas. So those are only where an Akira was done. But in a case where an, an Hanacha was done, even though it of course will be Asmidarbanan, but since it could not lead to a Chiyel Chatas, Therefore, we did not learn that case. We didn't learn that case. Oh, morning. Okay. Now the Mishnah said, the Mishnah had said, Shnei Pitur. Right? The Mishnah had said that there are cases where both were going to be Pater. Like, for instance, where the Balhabayit did the Akira, right? And somebody else did the Hanacha. So the Mishnah said that they are both exempt, right? Like for instance, the Baal Habayiz reaches his hand outside and the poor person takes it from him. So the Mishnah said both are Pater. Why are both going to be a Pater? So the reason why both are going to be Pater is because um, none of them did the full Akira and the Hanacha. Okay, none of them did the full... I'll just... I'll, I'll catch you up very quickly. Well, just what we did so far is that um, the, the Gemara had asked, why didn't we learn uh, 12 cases in the Mishnah? I mean, the Mishnah had said, Shtayim Shein Arba, which came out that there are eight cases altogether of prohibition. But if you do the count, really, there's 12 cases of prohibition. So the Gemara answered that we only learned the cases where one of them did the Akira, where one of them did the lifting up. We didn't learn the cases where one of them did the putting down, because in the cases where you put down, that doesn't lead to a full Isur, uh, because at that point, you wouldn't have been able, you wouldn't have been possible to be chayiv achatas, because half the action was already done. So we are about seven lines from the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I guess uh, eleven, uh, ten lines from the top. Shnei Peturin. Could we? I, 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 we started a little earlier because of the fast day. Maybe that wasn't so clear. I probably should have made it a little clearer yesterday. Eleven, eleven lines from the top. Shnei Peturin. Right. See Shnei Peturin. So again, the Mishnah had stated 
that when both do not complete the act, they're not chayi v'chatos, right? If the husband, Balabai, does an akira, the poor person takes it from him, then they're exempt because he didn't do the full action, the lifting and placing down. He just did the lifting and the other uh, poor person did the taking and placing it. So it says, Gemara, Vahis avidu melacha mibinayu. But between them, a melacha was done. In other words, why don't we say that Maybe both of them should be chayi v'chatas. Who said that in order to be chayi v'chatat, in order to be obligated to bring a carbon on Shabbat, you have to do the full malacha? Maybe if you do the full malacha, between you should also be chayi to bring a carbon. Right? Where did this rule come from? Right? Maybe it's enough that one person does that kir, one person does nachas. The Gemara answers, Tani Rebbe Omer. Rebbe says it's a drasha because the pasuk when it says the chayi v'chatas says me'am haret someone from you know bnei Yisrael. Ba'asota, someone who does it. That's what the Pasuk says. Ba'asota. So what does it sound like? Ha'ose es kula. You have to do the whole thing. And not if you do part of it. In other words, the, the person has to do the whole thing. And not only that, but even if the whole thing was done, you have to be the one to complete it. If two people complete the act, then you're going to be pitrots. Again, that's the source that you need to do the whole melacha. It Marnami we learned in a similar place. It was said in front of the Chabura Vamru, It's only Chayiv if Yachid does the whole thing. But if two people do it, it's Patu. So this is a rule which will come up many places in Shabbat. That if two people do a Malachat together that requires, again, two different parts to the act. Or even not so. Even if there's one malacha and two people do it together, they're going to be betun. Or in order, well, again, we're not saying you're allowed to do it. We're just saying you won't have to bring the karban. And it's a, it doesn't apply to the malacha mitzvot. Correct. Very good. Bad very, very good. Very good. We're talking about malacha. So it's not. It's a number for mitzvot. No, no. Oh, I meaning in other words, whenever we say peturin in Shabbat, that means patur avalasur. Pator, in other words, you're exempt from a karban, avalasur to do lachatchila. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's like a derabanan. It's, it's, it's not the derite prohibition. We're five lines from the bottom of the two dots. Kind of a new gemara. Boimine rav me rebbe. Hitinu chavera ochlinu mashkin. Votzin lechut. Chutz mal. Okay, very interesting gemara. Again, there's a rule that we need to knock in our heads. And the rule is... In order to be over in Shabbat of Hotzah, of taking out, you have to do the Kira and Hanacha, which means, classically, I pick it up in my house, yeah? And then I walk outside and place it down. Let's say I'm in my house, yeah? And somebody places something on my shoulder, okay? Somebody places something on my shoulder, yeah? Etinu Chavero, yeah? Says Rashi, that your body is in Rishuta Yachid. Someone places something on your body. And then you start to walk. Right? In your Rishut. In your so do we call that Akira or not? Meaning, usually Akira is, I'm the one that picked it up. Yeah. Here, I didn't pick it up. Somebody put it, it could be in my hand, and the one, or on my shoulder, whatever it is. And how did I lift it up? By starting to walk. So the question is, is that called... Akira or not called Akira? Akira. Did, did I lift that up? Let's just read the Gemara. Hetino chavero, Somebody put food and drinks. Again, Rashi just says that food and drinks is usually what you're holding on Shabbat. You know, 
doesn't, that's not really the point over here. What is it? Somebody put something on you, you didn't pick it up, and then you were stationary. Okay, you were stationary, and then you started to walk. What's the halacha? Do we say, Do we say that when you lift your body, right, that's considered as if now you started walking, and you will be chayiv, or do we say not, right? Or do we say, lo? So, amalei chayiv, right? Do we say it's not an akira or it is an akira? Amalei chayiv. The Gemara says, you will be chayiv. Ve'eno domem, ve'eno dome le'yado. Yeah? And it's not similar to yado. Because oh. the Gemara has a problem. Yeah, let, let me explain to you the problem. The problem is, what was one of the cases in the Mishnah? The poor person is outside, he reaches his hand inside, the Baalabait places something inside, correct? Baalabait places something inside his hand. And then the poor person removes his hand. So what do you see from the Mishnah? That you have to be the one to lift it. Again, your hand was reaching inside, the Baalabait places it in your hand, and then you took it out. So you see that it's not considered an Akira when you take it out with your body. So Rashi learns actually that what the Gemara is saying over here is, your body is not similar to your hand. My time, what's the reason? Gufo nayech, the yadalo nayech, that your body is considered to be stationary, but your hand is not considered to be considered stationary. Meaning, we never consider your hand as being placed down on the floor, or I should say, as being in one place. So therefore, when they put it in your hand, you know, we didn't consider as if it was in the house, and therefore, it would be considered an akira. But your gufa, which was nayach, your gufa, which was considered resting in one place, therefore it would be considered a nakira. So Rashi actually holds, Rashi's reading the Gemara that has to be on your body and not on your hand. That's how Rashi's learning the Gemara. Meaning the whole question of the Gemara was, you're inside the house, someone puts something on your shoulder, and then you start walking. Okay? So the Gemara says that's called akira, because your body, we consider it to be in one place. But your hand, your hand's always moving. Right? Because your hand is always moving, if somebody placed something in your hand, that wouldn't be considered an Akira. Tosot actually argues on how Rashi reads the Gemara, but we'll read it like Rashi. So it continues the Gemara. Right, we actually had that in a, a brachot a few times. You fool, yeah? Did I not tell you? It's a very important rule. When Rebbe, again, if you notice, Rav asked this question to Rebbe. Right now, just to picture the scene, Rav came from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. He came to learn by Rabbi Udanasi. He was this young rabbi, and he obviously wants to you know, get everything he can from Rebbe, and he's just asking Rebbe all these questions. And Rabbiya, who's kind of the generation between Rav and Rebbe, he's, you know, he's Rav, Rav's Rebbe is Rabbiya. Rabbiya says, haven't I told you? Kikoi Rebbe behind Masechta, when Rebbe is in one... Masechta, when he's studying a tractate, you can't ask about another tractate. Maybe, you know, he won't be familiar with it. He loved the Rebbe Gavarabu. If not, the Rebbe was such a special person who, who right? he would have been embarrassed, right, to give you an answer that would not have been a good answer. But since he is Rebbe, um, you know, he's very chashuv and he is able to answer. So basically, once we're learning Shabbat, you can't ask him brachot anymore. Finish brachot. We have to mesachet Shabbat because I'm not like Rabbi Udanasi. So it says, "Bahay mesachet loyta Shabbat machat achid dem alava daite dilav the Rabbi Gav Rabu gazavte the mishalosh and the lajuner." So, comma hash the miyas shaper the mishani lachah. But he says, "But now that you asked him, 
Rebbe gave you a good answer to Tanya because what Rebbe had stated is a mefurah Someone who was carrying food and drinks from the day. And then he brought them outside. He will be Why? Because it's not similar to being in your hand. So again, Tosa's case is exactly the case that we're discussing. Again, the question was that if I didn't left the item in my house, but somebody placed it on me. Again, we're going to go with Rashi. He placed it on my body. And then I started to walk. So the Rebbe had said that that's called Akira. Akira Tkufos Haviki Akira. Because my body was stationary. Then I started to walk. That's like lifting up the item. And then I'll be Chayav Achatat when I place it down in Mishud Rabbim. The Brayta has a very similar case. What's the case of the Brayta? Where I'm holding the item from Arab Shabbat. Right? So then when Shabbat came, I didn't do a new Akira. I didn't lift it up on Shabbat. I was holding it. Shabbat started at 6. I picked it up at 5.55. You can't do an Akira before Shabbat, right? Anything you do before Shabbat, it's, it's, it's a weekday activity. That wouldn't be considered an Akira. So why am I Chayav? Must be because I was stationary and then I started to walk, that will be the Akira. Get, right? So you see that Akira Gufo, you see that the moving of the body with the item from one Rishu to another will be considered an Akira and Hanacha. Right? Again, Haytar Achur Mashkimi Baryom Vatsiyen Lechutz. Tulsa just points out that it has to be that I was stationary. Because if, let's say, um, I picked up the item before Shabbat and I'm walking around the whole, sh- you know, I'm walking around the whole time, then Shabbat comes and I leave. So then there was no Akira. Akira has to be that I was stationary and then I started to walk. But if a Friday afternoon at 5.55 I pick up an item, I'm walking around the whole house, 6 o'clock comes, Shabbat starts, and then I walk outside. There was no Akira there. Because by the definition, Akira means it was in, it was Munach. It was in a place, a stationary, and then I picked it up, or it was on my body, and then I started to walk. But if it was never, as Tosa, it was never Omed Lafush, I never stood to, to rest. I was just walking the whole time, then that would not be considered an Akira. Carrying a key on Erushab. Yeah. Before Shabbat, put a key in your pocket. Yeah. And you have the same jacket. Right, right. So. So again, so this is all for an Isra de Raita. For Isra de Rabbanan, that would still, that would still apply. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to your case. We'll get to that case. So, Amar Rabayo. Yeah? Pshita. One more question. What yeah. if not somebody else put the load on your shoulder? What if you yourself? Is it the same, same thing? Same thing, same thing. Good question. Very good. Good question. Amar Rabayo. Pshita Li. Rabayo says, it's obvious to me that a hand of a person is not like a public domain and is not like a private domain. So let me just explain very quickly. On Shabbat, well, I guess we have to discuss, discuss really now four domains. There are four domains on Shabbat, okay? It's going to come up a thousand times. Rishot Rabbim is a public domain. Okay, Rishot Rabbim means that there are many people, maybe 600,000, it means it's a wide street, 16 amot. That is the definition of Rishat Rabbim. It's not surrounded by walls. Okay? Not surrounded by walls. 600,000 people. Fremont is not Rishat Rabbim. There's not 600,000 people that pass by there every single day. It's not even considered Rishat Rabbim. But in our heads, you know, let's just consider it. Uh, just, it's just easier. Um, you know, whatever. We don't have to talk about specific cases. But that is 
That's the definition of Manhattan. Yeah, Times Square. That is exactly a Rishot Rabbim. Yeah, millions of people. Maybe not these days, but millions of people pass by every single day. Um, that's a Rishot Rabbim. That's Rishot. What's a Rishot Ayachid? This is Rishot Ayachid because we're inside, and maybe even if there was only three walls, three walls, according to the Bir Alacha, that's Rishot Ayachid. Yeah, we're, we're surrounded by at least three Mechitzot. That's Rishot Ayachid. But there are many things that are not. You're not surrounded by three walls, and there's not 600,000 people. Like what we just said, Fremont, there's not 600,000 people, or your tiny street, your, your cul-de-sac, right? Your, your, your private streets, uh, these things are not, it's not surrounded by Mechitzot, and it's not Rishot Rabbim, because it doesn't have that many people uh, passing by, or it's not, picture alleyways, picture sidewalks, and things like that, um, those would not be Rishot Rabbim, Rishot Yachid. So what are those? Those are called Carmelit, okay? It's called Carmelit, yeah? Is that's the third sort of domain? That's asamidabana. Meaning, if not for the rabbis, it would have been permitted to walk to, would have been permitted to carry on these streets. Because the only time it's prohibited to carry in the street is if it's a shetarabim, okay. And also, it would have been permitted to go from your house into the street. Because the only time it's prohibited is you're going shetayachid to shetarabim. When you're going right to a private domain to a public domain. Private domain to a Carmelite, you're not going from one domain to another because in the Torah it's not a new domain. It's just like going from one Rishot to another, you know, Rishot maybe even better. So, Carmelite is uh, that's what really creates all the problems, and it's only Asr Midrabana. And again, if not for the Eastern Midrabana, it would have been permitted to carry from inside the house to that street. But now that it's Asr Midrabana, we basically treat it like a Rishot Okay, we treat it like a Rishot You want to be able to carry from that. Uh, the fourth one. The fourth one. Ah, oh, good. The fourth one is called what's called a makam b'tor. What's a makam b'tor? Makam b'tor is if you have something which is less than four by four, tfachim. Listen, I didn't mess it up. Four by four, tfachim. Yeah. Less than four by four, amot. Why make it visible? Four by four, tfachim. If it's less than four by four, tfachim, and um, it's more than three tfachim high. So if it's less than four by four, tfachim. And more than three tefachim high, yeah, then it's called the makabitur, yeah. And basically, you're permitted to place things down on that reshut. It's called the makabitur. It's a place of exemption. Everything is permitted to be done on this thing. A classic example is usually a fire hydrant, right, right outside. It's less than four, four by four tefachim wide, right? So less than four by four tefachim wide. And it's not. Ten tefachim. It's again. It's well. Actually, well. Even if it's more than ten tefachim, the point is that it's more than three tefachim. So because it's more than three tefachim, we don't consider it as part of the ground. It's not rishut or abim, and you're allowed to place things on it. So that's a makam pitur. Meaning, even if you knew rishut or abim or shadayachid, you could place things on it. And actually, two of those new domains. So all the all those rishut are going to come up right now. Amar Abaya, Chitali, It's obvious to me that yadr shel adam is ain't a lokir rishut or abim lokir it's pashut to me that a hand of a person does not have the status of a public domain and not of a private domain. How do I know this? I know that it's not like a public domain from the case of the Ani. I'll explain in a moment. And it's not like from the case of the Yadal the Balhabait. So what he means over here, yeah, what he means over there is when the poor person, the Ani is outside, he reaches his hands inside. Right? He's standing in Rishot So when the Balabite places it in his hand, is that, do we see, what do we see in the Mishnah? That we don't consider that as if the Balabite is placing it in Rishot 
correct? I mean, we see there that the hand, even though the, the Ani is outside, he's standing with the Rabbi, we don't consider his hand to be an extension of his body, that is, we say, oh, just like his body is in Rishut Rabbim, his hand is also in Rishut Rabbim. That's what Abayi means over here, that we don't see that your hand goes after your body. Because even though the Ani is outside, he's in Rishut Rabbim, but because his hand is inside, we don't consider as if the Balhabayit placed something in Rishut Rabbim. Mm-hmm. Because you could have made an argument if the Ani is outside, he's in Rishut Rabbim, and his hand is then placed inside the house. You place something inside his arm, because his body is in Rishat Rabbim, maybe you could have said, oh, it's like you placed in Rishat Rabbim because he's standing in Rishat Rabbim. So we see, Yada lo, lo azabasa gufa. Your hand does not go after your body that way. And also not the other way. When the Balabayat reaches his hands outside from inside the house and the Ani places something inside his hand, we don't say it's like, oh, the Ani did Akira outside and then placed the item in the Balabayat's hand and therefore to be considered as if he placed it in Rishat Yachid. We don't say that. Yada we don't, your hand is not considered to be Rishat Rabbim, meaning not that we thought that your hand is a public domain. We thought that maybe your hand would go after where your body is. Right? So again, we see in both directions. That's why they create the, the meaning of Tur and Rishat Rabbim. If the poor guy yeah. get a stick and put it like more than four feet into the house, yeah. That's different from point of Rabbanon than if you put his, his hand. His Correct. Hand his exactly, hand. exactly. So, Amar Baya, Subshitali, Yado Shal Adam, Eino Lokir Shut Rabbim. It's obvious to me that your hand does not go after your body, you know, towards Rishut Rabbim, Velokir Shut Yachir. Again, I don't think there would have been a reason to differentiate between the two. You know, in other words, once we would have seen one, it would have been assumed the other way also. Velokir Shut Yachir, Kirshut Rabbim, Lodami, Miyado Dani. Maybe we should make the hand of a person like a Carmelist. And the Gemara explains, Do we find him? Do we make a knas that he cannot return his hand? So for instance, I picked up my hand, I picked up an object in my house, yeah, and then I, then I stretched my arm outside. So now holding, again, picture of the case, I'm holding my arm, this item midair. I picked it up inside my house, stretched my hand outside, I'm holding the item. So what did I just do? I really just did an Akira, because I lifted up in my house. It's now outside the house. Do we, do we say that it's like a Carmelist, meaning that Chazal made an Isur to return my hand back? Because it's as if I placed it now in another Rashut. Do we say that? Do we say that it's considered... Even though I didn't place it down, but we consider your hand kind of to be like a new Rishot already. It's like a Carmelit. And therefore, once I stretch my hand outside, it should be a sort to bring it back. Now, right now, the Gemara thinks, this is what makes the Gemara a little confusing, that the only way it would be a sort to bring my hand back is if we were to consider your hand to be like a Carmelit. Right? Now, we should say, us like a Carmelit. Do we say your hand is like a Carmelit? And I can, when me consider Rabban Ladur like a Bey, alone, it's going to be a Knas that I, I cannot return my hand, because that would be as if I'm bringing it back from one Rishot. So says the Gemara, that we actually found that there's a machloket about this. Tashma, your hand is full of fruit. And you stretched it outside. And we, in fact, we see that there's a machloket. One said it's Asur to return, and one said it's Mutu to return. My love, are they not arguing about this exact... I think, so I just want to drink my coffee before the fast starts.
Yeah. Um, so says the Gemara that Tanicha that we learned in one bright uh, asur lachzira. It's asur to return your stretched out arm. Another bright says that it's permitted to return your outstretched arm. My love, are they not arguing about? In other words, his question is a dispute amongst the Tanayim. My love, are they not arguing about this exact thing? One holds that we give your hand the reshut of a karmelit, which means that the, the Rabbanan said it would be us to return. And one says that it's not. Really, everyone holds that in theory you will not be able to stretch out your arm. But rather, and there's no question from here, meaning that we could explain the dispute in a different way. Very important thing. Then maybe, really, everyone would hold, you cannot return your outstretched arm. Again, I picked up an item in Rishut HaYachet, stretched my arm outside, I cannot return. Because it's like, my hand is like a carmelit, and therefore would be like considered bringing from one Rishut to another. What is carmelit? Um Rashi explains, um, I don't really understand. Rashi says, I'll just, I'll read it over. I don't know if that will help you. Rashi says, Karmelis Lashen Ya'aru V'Karmelo. It's basically like a forest, Rashi says. V'Karmelo, Rashi says. It's a, it's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. It's really a Gemara later on, I think. Which, the Gemara later on explains it further. Uh, Rashi says that it's referring to a forest. That's what Rashi says. And a, a Karmelit, so it's kind of like a forest that is not a public domain. Forest. A forest, Ya'aru. Yeah. So a forest is not, neither a place where many people walk and it's not surrounded by partition. So Carmelis just refers to a place like a forest, um, I believe. Um, although I could be, I'm wrong. I think that's what Rashi is saying. Now, so again, so really it's always Asr to return my outstretched arm. Yeah, really it's Asr to return my outstretched arm. However, Lamayla Me'asar would be permitted. If I stretched out my arm in the public domain to higher than 10 tfachim from the ground, the rule is that higher than 10 tfachim from the ground is always considered a makkah petor. Yeah. Is that fourth domain? Because we don't consider, we actually don't consider 10 tfachim above the ground to be public domain. That already is like the sky. It should be a place, you said. Four by four and... Ah, so that's what I'm saying. So the, the, an added area where you can find the makkah petor is just above 10 tfachim. Tosot actually has a... Tosu seems to hold, Rishonim seems to uh, argue, Tosu seems to hold that it's permitted, even though we said that you can't do an Akira, like L'Chathchila on Shabbat, again, which, which would mean, I would pick an item in my house, you know, stretch out my arm, so that's, I would have assumed that's Asur Midrabanan, because that's what our mission says, you can't just do the Akira. However, Tosu seems to say, but if I would stretch it out, L'Maylo Me'asara, Tosu says it's Motu L'Chathchila. No, I didn't do anything. In other words, because I, I didn't, Akira has to be that I, I at least started to uproot this item from one Rishut to another. But if I just stretched on my arm to a, a place that's above 10 Tfachim, that's a Makkim Petor, right? So Tosit says, because what does Argumar discuss? Argumar discuss whether I'm allowed to take my arm back, mm-hmm. right? But Tosit says, maybe you could even do a Lechatchila, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't do anything. It's a Makkim Petor. But the Raj, I don't know. The Rishonim seem to disagree with that. So let's continue. Everybody holds that that really everyone holds we're talking about a case where again one bright said I'm a lot of it. would be 
asked to return. And Exactly. Really, both cases are talking about words below ten tefachim. And still, we don't consider kikarmelit below kasha. Why not? One is talking about why I did it every Shabbat, and one is talking about why I did it after Shabbat started. Meaning, if I outstretched my arm before Shabbat started, then I could bring back my arm because I didn't do anything wrong, right? I didn't do that kira on Shabbat. But on Shabbat, where I did something wrong, then uh, Chazal would say, don't bring it back. Right? Then Chazal would make like a kanas and say we would consider it to be a karma because again, it was already Shabbat and you did something wrong. Okay? Yes, and it's Asur. Right? And again, if I outstretched my arm before Shabbat, I didn't do anything wrong at that time. Therefore, the rabbis wouldn't say, oh, don't bring back your arm because you didn't do anything wrong. But if I outstretched my arm uh, when Shabbat already started, then that's what they said not to return. Says the Gemara, um, the Gemara doesn't like this. But once it was already dark, it Says the Gemara, the opposite should be true. Why should the opposite be true? During the day, the Isha delay, if I would throw it down on the floor, I want to come to do a then the Rabbanan should say it's an issue. But if I did it from what is already dark, I'm going to come to do a chiv chatat. I'm not going to, the rabbis wouldn't find me. I'll, just, I'll explain this once and very quickly. The Gemara is saying like this, if, if I stretch, what did we just say? If I outstretch my arm on Shabbat, then I can't return. If I outstretch my arm before Shabbat, I could return. Says the Gemara, right? Says the Gemara, you're creating more problems because after Shabbat started, yeah, once I outstretch my arm, if the rabbis, whatever the rabbis tell me, I have to leave my hand like that the entire Shabbat. What's going to happen? My hand's going to get tired. I'm going to drop the item. What happens then? Because then you did Akira on Shabbat and Alcha on Shabbat. But if I outstretch my arm before Shabbat, yeah, and the rabbis make me stand like this the whole Shabbat, if I drop it, there's no Chiyuv Chatat. So why would the rabbis knas you? After it gets dark, it should be the opposite. They should only knas you if, if you did it before you got dark because we don't want to come to Chiv Chatat. In fact, that we did not offer that as an answer. Again, we didn't use that answer to explain the, the, the contradiction. The fact that we didn't answer that, we could resolve the question of Rebbeva Barabaya. The boy Rebbeva said, that if someone, the way they used to bake bread in the good olden days is they would attach the bread to the tanur. So he says, Is somebody allowed to remove that bread? Now again, if we allowed that bread to be baked, again, someone placed, placed the bread there on the tanur on Shabbat. If we would leave it there, it would be Asr because that's called baking. But if somebody would remove it, then that would of course make it permitted because the bread, in other words, if you remove it before the bread was baked, then of course that would be great. However, the problem is you're not allowed to remove it on Shabbat. It's an Asum Midrabanan. So do we allow you to do an Isur Dirabanan of removing the bread in order to avoid the Isur Deraita? So the fact that he, he had such a question, Chiyav Chatat so Tifshot, we should resolve from the fact that we did not offer that answer in our Gemara, Delohetiru, right? That it wouldn't be permitted, in other words, because our Gemara should have said that we won't make an Isur Dirabanan to return your outstretched arm in order to avoid it, it's a deraita, which would be similar to allowing you to you know, be over that it's a in order to get out of the it's a of breaking the bread. So 
So says the Gemara, hello Kasha, that's not a question. But Tifshot, you know, very good. So, so resolve his question. That's not a big deal. You cannot resolve the question. Why not? Because our Gemara is dealing with something different. That, again, when did we say that it's prohibited to return your arm? That's talking about where you did it. That's when Kansura Banan. But Bishogeg Lo Kansura Banan. In the case where you did it accidentally, meaning you outstretched your arm, I guess forgetting it was Shabbat, then Lo Kansuhu Rabbanan. In other words, so meaning, just to explain it, what we're saying is the only case where the rabbis did not knas you, right, from returning your outstretched arm, yeah, they did not knas you, that was talking about a case where um, you did a Peshogig. And in that case, either way, you wouldn't have been over the Isra of Shabbat had you left your arm out there and dropped the item. Because again, you did it Peshogig originally. As Rashi explains, but basically, the way Rashi explains it, it's, it's very difficult to understand the actual shakh of the Gemara. But basically, in our Gemara, we're discussing a new Isidra Abana. Whether we should tell you not to return your outstretched arm. In the case of the bread, there was already an Isur which said, don't take off bread from the Tanur. So in that case, we didn't allow you to be over the Isra Abanan to take off the bread to avoid the Isra Daraita of baking the bread. Because there, there was already Isra Abanan in place, which said, don't take off bread of Tanur. Here, the rabbis were discussing, should we create a new Isur? A new Isra Abanan. So there is much, is very different to say whether uh, we will create a new Isur or not create a new Isur. Vibayit Eima, another way to explain whether there's Asr to return your outstretched arm is Idi Vidi Bishogik. Both cases are talking about where you did it Meaning everyone would hold if you did it b'mezid, it would be asr to return your outstretched arm. The question was, if you did it b'shogig, would we say that shogig should also be asr to return your outstretched arm? And they're arguing, do we make a kanas shogig atumezid or not? The iba yisema... So again, the maze that everyone would hold, you cannot return your outstretched arm. Whether shogig, also you cannot. Really, everybody holds, you were not kanas. This is, I guess, basically where we'll stop. That again, really, everyone would hold that there was no kanas. And what are we discussing? So what happened? Basically, when you returned your outstretched arm, were you returning it to the same place that you were in, or you were returning it to a different place? That if you were returning it to your own place, right? So then we say, you know what? Nothing happened. Uh, it's as if, you know, it's as if, you know, again, it's as if nothing happened over here, and therefore we would allow you to return your outstretched arm. But if you're returning it, you're returning it to a different chatzer, so then that would be considered as if you accomplished something with your act, Therefore, we'd rather you not do that on Shabbat. And therefore, we would say, uh, basically, your outstretched arm has to be there. Let's just, I guess, get up to two dots. Your hand was outstretched. Are you allowed to return it? Can you return it to a different chatzar? 
what's the difference? When you finish you know, eating, I'll tell you the reason. Basically, you know, let me explain it to you. Where your machshava, your plan, uh, came to fruition, which means you ended up getting it from one chatzah to another, that's where it's going to be prohibited. But if um, you returned it to the same exact chatzah where you were standing, then we don't consider it as if anything was done, and therefore it would be uh, permitted. Maybe we'll go, we'll go over that last point tomorrow. Fine. Tomorrow's daf is pretty short. Um, fine, okay. Don't put on until you stop.